0: You're gonna play. but if you want stay change, well, you that. Gym Wits, Gym
1: That's
2: right man. Gym Wits. Welcome to the Gym Wits Podcast, I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, aka Chef Sonic.
1: And I'm Tony Marinucci, aka Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian.
2: And we are the Gymwits. So we've got another Ask the Trader episode uh, for you guys. So um, without further ado, because we uh, both, Tony and I, have to get out of here quickly and Justin's had massive technical difficulties. We're gonna get right to it uh, without any banter or anything. So uh, Justin, why don't you uh, start this off? All right, so
0: our first question comes from Josiah. I, think, I hope I'm pronouncing that right and Josiah writes, this isn't really a question, but I would love it if you could base a future episode around personal training. I'm going to take a test for my license in a couple weeks, and I wanted to hear some advice from a professional about what exactly personal trainers need to know and to do on a daily basis. Really just a broad overview of the career choice, and I'm sure other listeners are in a similar situation as, as me. I love the podcast. Thanks.
2: Hey, uh, Josiah. So um, we actually did record an episode. So um, I'm going to give you two episodes to go back in our archives and look at. Um, Both were from 2016. So one is tips for personal trainers and freelancers, um, I believe in general is the rest of that. So that was from September 26, 2016. So uh, we go through a lot of tips um, in that episode About uh, kind of what to expect starting as a trainer The other episode which just might be kind of fun Was our bonus um, personal trainer secrets odd jobs So you kind of find out about some of the odd weird strange jobs That you may encounter based on being a trainer But um, you know since you're listening and you wrote the question I'll just give you a couple of couple of tips um, One really important thing is patience uh, You're When you're starting off as a trainer a lot of A Lot of it is selling yourself and especially when you're getting started you've got to consider that you have you know You have to build a client base you have to build rapport with people so don't expect too much too soon now It might happen and some people have that ability, but realistically You're it's gonna take you time to build your business and to get your clients and get the referrals and kind of get known Um, The second thing I would say is definitely start working at a gym Now, there will be opportunities maybe to do in-home training, and for a lot of people, it's easier to, or it seems more advantageous to work on your own because you get all the money, but being in a gym helps because, A, you have access to a lot of people, you get to meet the clientele, you get to meet the membership, you get to work with a variety of trainers, and you can really steal um, ideas uh, and take ideas and learn from people so I definitely recommend working at a gym Definitely recommend kind of again patience I, and that's hard to say if like you have bills to pay but um, You know you really to do it really in earnest and give it the re- a real shot. It's gonna take some time So, you know if you have a part-time job I'd say maybe you know another job you may not want to quit the job fully until you you know, you really have enough business that you can um, but it's kind of a delicate balance so depending on where you are in life you might need to you know make certain sacrifices um, or you may not be able to but you know just again patience when you're starting um, be open to learning from people. Uh, there are tons of ideas. Always, you know, always listen, talk to new people, talk to people about different ideas, question, ask why, subscribe to like the Journal of Strength and Conditioning, um, you know, really try to immerse yourself in the world because there's so much out there uh, that the more you can you can get from it, the, the more you can share. And uh, again, listen to that other episode. We go a little bit deeper into kind of some of the things to expect as a trainer. Right, Josiah I hope
0: that uh, Answers the question and I hope you go back And listen to those archived episodes I, I believe they're uh, really Informative So our next question comes From Ryan And Ryan asks First off I'll say the podcast is amazing Thanks Ryan you didn't write this did you Ryan? No. Okay a different Ryan I've been I do stu- have a question <laughs> Okay, I've been studying for the NASL uh, Certification for a few months now And I have honestly learned more from your podcast Than any book or study courses That's great to know My question is mainly about diet I know you guys have touched on these things In other podcasts But I was wondering what an ideal diet looks like From first meal to last meal on, on the day of a cutting plan and then on a clean bulking plan. Not for any type of competition or anything drastic. I just hear so much about the cutting and bulking season, but I'm sort of unclear as to what a diet should really look like, thanks guys.
1: Okay, well I'll take this one. Cutting and bulking is pretty much just saying when you're cutting, you're at a caloric deficit trying to achieve fat loss. And bulking is your are at a caloric surplus, trying to fuel your muscles and just build up as much kind of size before you're ready to kind of cut. So the ba- major difference is the carbohydrate content, specifically breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. To be honest, I can't be like so specific, but I mean, if you go to something like bodybuilding.com, like they have examples and plenty there. Um, but for an individual level, I, I do believe everyone's different. So I don't believe in just general recommendations, but I mean... Simple things that might be different On like a cutting plan Versus a bulking plan Is it also might have A little bit less fat So a cutting plan You'll have a lot more egg whites Than whole eggs Because you want the protein Without, you know, the fat Um, The carbohydrates Would definitely be um, You know, when you're bulking, it might be at like 50% of your macronutrient di- distribution, whereas if you're cutting, it's probably, or even even up towards like a 60%, but if you're cutting, it's gonna be at like probably 40, sometimes even 30. It depends on really how long you're cutting for. Um, so there's, it's a lot, unfortunately, it's a much more complicated answer, but the basics of it, I could say in simplified forms, is cutting, you're trying to create fat loss, so there needs to be a caloric deficit and it's gonna be lowering carbohydrates. Bulking, or there's going to be a caloric surplus. It's going to be higher in carbohydrates. And the protein's usually relatively the same. It might vary slightly. Um, and then the fat varies slightly as well.
0: So I'll ask a, a follow up. You often hear that people like to have many meal instead of the the typical three meals that they'll go for five six meals mm, often i've heard that especially during cutting believe it or not they prefer to have these small meals throughout the day does that impact your 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 cutting uh, diet at all or I is it, it really more, more
1: yeah it's just strategic of the person like think about if you have less food to eat all day It might be better to keep it up smaller so that way you feel like you're eating all day because if you only had three meals and you're eating a certain amount of calories that aren't isn't a lot you're going to be hungry like it's cutting so you, you you have there's a lot of hunger there that's probably so people might you know i might recommend to someone kind of spread it throughout so you don't feel starving uh, and then as for bulking, sometimes you have to be in such a caloric surplus that it feels like you're eating constantly. So that could either some people like to do that by like having very, very large meals or they like to do it because it's easier on their digestive track to have kind of they're not really small. They're just like more more multiple meals added in a day. But and either way, they're both controlled. So like someone would have to, you know, that's what dietitians are for. They take a look at your caloric needs you're based off your height your weight your activity level your goals tell you how much carbs to have how much protein to have how much fat to have etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's definitely individualized for the person
2: and the idea that you if you eat more meals throughout the day that's gonna speed up your metabolism that's a myth right like that doesn't so uh, hold much weight right
1: it's, it doesn't hold much weight but I believe in a lot of other benefits to it mm. um, I believe that when we have small frequent meals throughout the day you're less likely to over under eat um i do believe that it helps with your insulin levels and um which believe it or not i've been doing some research how that actually can help someone's skin like there's so many mm. other factors um I, I i just find that it just tends to be a better no one style i guess or I guess plan for eating, but it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily calories in, calories out is yeah. pretty much. And
2: the one, well, one thing I did read about that, again, you know, it's a small study. I got to find, uh, find it. But the, the only negative is might, might be that we tend to underestimate the amount of calories we're taking. Right, in, so I think you controlled. want to be very, yeah, yeah,
1: it has to be controlled. So if you're tracking your intake and you're working with a dietitian, then it doesn't really matter when you eat the food, as long as you have a certain amount designated of what you're eating. But, um, yeah I mean if think about it, if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating too much and we say cut out snacks of course you're gonna lose weight right
0: yeah um, it's definitely an interesting to thing to to try is the small meals of course that requires a lot of preparation as well so um, if you're you know really into it definitely uh, give it a shot and Ryan I hope that that um, gave a, a nice quality answer to your question all right so for our next question We have Christine and Christine writes, hi Jim Witts, hope you guys are doing well. I really enjoy listening to your podcast. I'm so grateful to have found it. Well, thank you very much, Christine. My ask the trainer question is about weight management. I am 28 years old, a five foot two female that weighs 160 pounds. When I started working a full-time office job about five years ago, I weighed around 140 pounds. I've always had a more muscular build rather than a lean one and I've been lifting weights and working out constantly for the past 10 years. I'm finding it nearly impossible to get my weight down with being a full-time working mom though. I work out three times a week during my lunch break for about 30 minutes doing HIIT workout, high intensity interval training workout videos, and usually I hike or take a long walk on the weekends. I used to weight lift about twice a week, but have stopped because I feel too muscular right now and I want to get the fat off. I do get pizza or Chipotle about once a week and, and I like red wine on the weekends. Other than that, I usually eat a protein bar or shake for breakfast, a plain rice cake and almond butter for my pre-workout snack, a protein and, uh, and veggie for lunch. My afternoon snacks vary, and then veggies, protein, and a carb for dinner. Am I eating too much or working out too little to at least maintain a normal weight? At this rate, I will be close to 300 pounds by the time I retire. What am I doing wrong? Seriously, any advice would be helpful. Thanks so much, Christine.
1: Thank you, Christine, for writing in. First of all, you will not be 300 pounds because you are exercising regularly and you do eat a relatively healthy diet. Chances are, and I'm gonna tell you that what you can do for me is I want you to track your intake. You get an app like MyFitnessPal, a lot of times it's lack of consistency and sometimes portion control. Um, and maybe uh, sometimes combinations of foods. There's so many factors. Maybe you're not sleeping enough, like maybe it has nothing to do with the food and exercise. You know, being a full-time working mom, um, I know a lot of times moms who at work full-time sacrifice on their sleep. I don't know how old your child is, um, but sometimes you have, you have no choice, but if you can get, maybe get more sleep, that might help. Um, I would probably say track your intake, send me an email tips at gmail.com. I'll take a look at what you're eating. Um, you can take screenshots of my fitness pal. You can message me on Instagram, whatever it is. Let's take a look and really deep dive. Cause sometimes we think we're doing everything right. And when we actually start to track, we realize certain habits and behaviors that are kind of getting in the way. Um, The other thing I might tell you to do is just make if you haven't gotten just like your annual blood work done, just make sure, take a look, make sure, you know, your thyroid's good. Um, If you're I think, did you say you have a desk job? Yeah, an office job. Um, One thing you can do that would really help is. If you get like a Fitbit monitor, just try to really get to that 10,000 steps every day because unfortunately with sedentary jobs, and I struggle with this as as a counseling dietitian, I'm sitting constantly all day long, and even when I do my workouts, it's basically just kind of compensating for the fact that I sat all day. It's not really helping me with my weight loss you know there's totally different things they're two different things so if you could just like increase your frequency of movement more that might help um ryan anything about that aspect for, uh, for real- yeah. is she doing strength I mean, training it, maybe yeah, she needs to do more strength training
2: there's yeah so i definitely say don't stop the strength training i think the hit training is great and i love you know i love that you're doing that um you want to get at least one day maybe two of the weight training if you can fit it in uh Cause if, if
1: the diet's controlled She won't get, she's afraid of getting bulky. That's what she's saying. But if the diet's controlled and she does strength training, she'll actually lose weight.
2: Yeah. So, you know, the more muscle will, you know, have that effect of, of being, you know, kind of has more fat burning properties and more muscular. So now if you have an issue where you feel like you're, you're, you're getting too muscular, um, may you know there are two potential things I, I've seen or a couple of few. I'm I, I'm I won't do the math right now, but we'll, we'll see how many I come up with. But when you're when somebody feels like they're getting too big, either it could be an area that is just a thicker area on them. Like I know a few people who have like bigger legs. Um, And so when they lift weights the the added kind of little bit of muscle makes the legs bigger and they they get frustrated or freaked out by it And then it kind of turns them off of any weightlifting So one thing to consider is if there's a specific area that's growing then maybe just lay off that area But don't stop weightlifting altogether. So like if you don't like you know, you don't like the size of your shoulders Then maybe you know don't focus on exercises that that focus on the shoulders But you still don't want to stop weightlifting. There's so many other muscles that you can work that I would stay away from Unless like you're just everywhere you're getting way too muscular But otherwise I think there are too many positive benefits to To at least getting one day of resistance training in So I definitely keep that in And you know keep up the HIT training And yeah like Tony mentioned you know any, Anything you can do to kind of increase your activity Is always great for your health Especially if you have a, a kind of sedentary um, work life So you know like I said try to inc- increase your weightlifting, lifting And um, you know hopefully you and Tony can connect And uh, figure this out Nice so
0: our next question comes from Stefan and Stefan writes hey guys I know I'm far behind in your podcast I just started listening yesterday but I listened to the podcast that talked about whether working out at the gym is fun or not and you guys mentioned the difficulty of it being hard to go to the, to the gym if you don't enjoy it but if you want but you want results so you go and there are uh, definitely a lot of people that will fall into that category they don't love going but they go because they know the importance of it Well, I wanted to mention the fact that when people go to the gym for the first few times, it always sucks, especially when you're pushing yourself hard. But after two or three weeks of it, your body develops a habit of working out and it becomes a necessity. You guys mentioned that sometimes you go a week or more without working out and you feel like crap. Uh, But is that why? Lastly, I noticed that Ryan mentioned how to get toned, but he didn't specify how to bulk up. All right, Ryan, why don't you take
2: this one? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, thank you. All right. Um, all right so I uh, I guess there are a few comments there. Um, you know, everybody's, everyone's different. So I think that, you know, most people's default is not... I, I don't want to say most people. But a lot of people, their default is not wanting to exercise. No, I will say most people. Most people's default is they don't want to exercise. And and especially in the, the society we live, um, where we're stressed and we're active and working, family and everything, it makes it even harder to get exercise in. So... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's especially tough getting yourself there for many people they do once they see the results It does get them motivated and once you build a habit it becomes a regular part of your, your everyday life So I think that that he's certainly right on that the only issue sometimes is When things come in to play that cause you to fall off the wagon It is often hard to get back on the wagon because it's not Kind of just an aspect of your life that you you do, you know If you get really sick and stop going to work for a week You're gonna go right back to work because you have to go to work. It's part of your life So I think that's the thing with exercise is that the there's this habit forming component that if you don't get that it, It's very difficult to overcome certain obstacles as they come in Um, and then also regarding the uh, tone. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've talked about kind of quote toning and uh, and We Will talk about bulking up. I've actually that's my next big kind of uh, You know the the big we do a lot of research and you know Bring up a lot of the studies is is really talking about getting size and and the science behind it and what you have to do I know you know obviously if you're just getting into the podcast We've got you know hundreds of episodes At this point so at different points over the years We have talked about gaining mass But um, we are working on an episode That should go up in the next I'd say three Four weeks because uh, I- I'm going to be away For a while and um, we're kind of Loading up on podcasts so that uh, you guys Don't miss our episodes but uh, When one of the bigger episodes I'm working on is again bulking up and gaining size And really kind of again talking about What goes into that and you know different body Types and all that kind of stuff so um Yep, Stephen. thank you for being a listener And I uh, hope you enjoy it And hopefully next few weeks You will get uh, to find out how to bulk up Alright, so our next
0: question um, uh, Comes from Bell And Bell writes Greeting from Bangkok I am a big fan of you guys Especially Tony Haha <laughs> Yeah Tony It's it's only a matter of time If not already That Tony like Becomes way the most Popular member Of the gym <laughs> With you know She's my favorite member Aww. So <laughs>
1: no, Sorry Ryan <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
0: <Fairly. laughs> And I've been listening to your podcast for almost a, a year, and to be honest, I've learned so much from you guys, and it helps confirm uh, the healthy lifestyle that I have chosen. I have been following several female fitness models on YouTube lately and found one common behavior of doing week, weekly cheat days with loads of donuts, pizza, burgers, chocolate, and others, confectionery and fast food that you can think of. So I think Belle's saying that she, that um, she's noticed that uh, weekly behavior is that um, they all do this uh, one uh, weekly cheat day. And where they eat pretty much anything they want. Some claim that having a cheat day have helped them create a better relationship with with food as they have been very strict without with the with what they've eaten throughout the rest of the week. Surprisingly, those people are in extremely good shape. Most of them do heavy lifting, exercise regularly as well uh as on their uh as well as exercising on their cheat day, leading to my question, what actually is the benefit of of the cheat day? Is it better to have a cheat day, or is it better to indulge yourself on some days, one serving of ice cream every three to four days versus 7,000 calories in one day Is there any correlation between Eating a lot with lean bulking or lifting Performance or can you eat as much as you want As long as you lift really heavy Or are these people um, Just happy to or, or just happen to be naturally Lean regardless of what they eat now, I hope my questions are making sense uh, I always believe that eating too much of anything Either good food or bad food are not good for our body And seeing these people eating way too much Food and staying lean uh, Makes me question what I believe. Thank you for your uh, thank you for your timing, and look forward to hearing back from you. Well, thank you, Bell, for writing, and this is actually thank a very much. interesting question, mm-hmm. and there's there's quite a lot that's yeah mm-hmm. uh, that's involved. So you want to start on, on the on your opinion on the cheat meal, Tony?
1: Absolutely. Um, so first of all fitness modeling is it's, that sounds like it's their job and then they're getting paid for it um, so for your day to day life sometimes people have to go to extremes you know to get certain results um, I, although they're claiming that it's helping them develop a really healthier relationship with food I do not have that experience working with people with eating disorders working with people that have a distortion of the way they, they develop their relationship with food um, you know doing this for over five years now I just believe that it gives food the power it's allowing it's basically let let me eat very very little Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday or whatever it is and really restrict myself so that way I can now look at food as oh my gosh like donuts pizza burgers you know Although for the short term, this might be great for the fitness model or the bodybuilder or whatever have you, um, because psychologically, it's a psychological break that they're really looking for. Physiologically, there is um, science behind kind of a cheat day or a refeeding, but it still should be controlled so for a psychological factor you know some people might do better off having kind of like that cheat day or that cheat meal or whatever for a for a physiological factor basically the purpose of a cheat meal or a cheat day or a refeed day they're all slightly different but the definite the reason behind them what science and studies show is that basically we have to replace if you're depleting yourself of carbohydrates to get lean to get cut your glycogen stores in your muscle are depleted. And so we need to put that back in. So that's where the whole concept of that cheat meal kind of comes in. You know, listen, if you're doing a competition, it's totally different. If you're just your everyday average person that's trying to just be healthy and get fit and just, you know, have that healthy relationship with food, then it might be, I usually I would recommend, you know, maybe... A little bit of something every day, whether it be a piece of chocolate would be a better option or maybe utilizing the weekends as not a free for all, but like allowing yourself to maybe have, you know, some pizza or an extra glass of wine or something like that. It has to fit the person's lifestyle, but it should always be controlled because that idea of, you know, it. it, Listen, if this is their job, an everyday person, that might cycle into another day of overeating. It also doesn't feel good to overeat like that. You don't feel good, and a lot of those foods... Like exactly what you said, Belle, which is true, like whether they're good or bad foods or healthy or not healthy foods or whatever it is, anything in excess or or not enough of, for that matter, the extremes tend to affect your bodies in negative ways. And I want to just say that we I did talk to you guys about getting someone on to talk about like um, reverse dieting and all that. And I think he'll do an excellent job explaining this in greater details, because this could honestly be an entire episode. Um, in itself, so I just want to make sure I answered all the questions. So it looks like you want to say something. Go ahead. I,
0: yeah. Well, coming from me, who is not a fitness professional, what has always worked best for me is I, I've never done the cheat meal or the cheat day thing. What's always worked best for me is when I indulge on occasion and i don't i don't restrict myself i just don't do it very often so i might say all right you know uh, it's been 6 days since I've had uh, any sort of dessert type thing. So today I'm gonna have a small piece of dessert, right? I'll have a little bit of ice cream, right? Then I, I just don't think about it because I know when I want to eat it, I, I I eat it. Now this might not work for everyone because it might spiral, but for me it's worked. Say, all right, you know, I, when was the last time I had you know a, a dessert? Oh, nine days ago. All right, so I'm gonna have a little dessert today, right? I haven't had pizza in a long time. Right now, I know that that might not work for everyone because they might say, "Oh well, I had it yesterday. Oh, now I can have it every two days. Now I have it every day." Right. So I know it can certainly spiral, and everyone is a little. Everyone's a little different. Um, As a non- fitness professional, that's what's worked for me is just to is just you know really a a practice in moderation and to you know enjoy it on occasion. Now, one thing about uh, other people that are lean, there are people like that that they could just eat anything, and genetically they're just gifted, and no matter what they eat, they weigh they look great and they weigh nothing. There are some people that are like that, especially when you're younger, especially, and if you're working out a ton, there are some people that are like that. Um, I think you, you can't get too wrapped up in in those people. There are some well, freaks out there. Also, that are too just, though,
1: but this is their job, so and like it's their job too. That's the thing; they probably are training for three to four hours every day. You know, they are training at a point where they can they can easily consume 7,000 calories and it doesn't make a dent in the amount of calories that they're burning and the muscle that they're building. So it really is different. You know, if, if you're just for an everyday average person, like unfortunately what happens is we see that this is what, you know, bodybuilders are doing and this is what models are doing. And, you know, but are, are you doing that? You know, it doesn't make sense to go to that, kind of extreme if you know what's like what's the end goal for long term longevity like also you have to remember these people are screwing up their metabolism so badly and once again we'll do another episode about that but it's called metabolic adaptations and every time they go low and go back high it screws up their metabolism every single time so yes they look great now but in the future who knows honestly unless they can keep up with this chances are that weight's not always going to look pretty
2: and to piggyback off what you guys said i think as a general rule of thumb um, when you're looking for exercise and diet advice don't look to athletes um actors celebrities and models unless you are in a very similar position to them so if you're an actor and you you want to you know you want to look like Hugh jackman right. in wolverine mm-hmm. then sure look at his program uh, but you know in general and I, I, granted a lot of people are gonna be like well i'm not an actor but i want to look like that but in general <laughs> like you don't want to look at what they're doing because there are two components one as you guys mentioned is is the the, what they're doing, that's their job. They spend day, they spend hours and hours a day, whether it's, you know, meal planning, exercising, prepping, resting, massage, all that extra stuff. Mm -hmm. They're doing a lot of things to look like that. So that's their job. So unless you have the amount of time that they have, it's gonna be hard. The other part is there's just a genetic component. So for a lot of the, you know, Instagram models or fitness models, like, part of it's the hard work and I don't want to discount that because you know people they work very hard but the other part is that they genetically are gifted and it's the same thing with any kind of an athlete like you know you're going to have Michael Jordan who has the genetic gifts and the and and the work ethic and then you're going to have you know Joe Blow who didn't have the genetic gifts but he had the same work ethic but Joe Blow is not going to make it because he's not genetically you know kind of predisposed to it and it's the same thing with modeling I hate to say it but there's this if there's a certain look that's going to work you're going to have some people that are just genetically predisposed to it and so so you can't look at their diet and their exercise program as oh that's what's gonna get me you know that That's what's gonna work for me unless your goal is to be that person And if your goal is to be that person you have to be realistic with yourself about the amount of work and effort and time That's gonna, you know, really yeah. go into it um, and then, you know with the with the Um kind of binge eating I definitely, you know agree with what you guys said I think that if you have an unhealthy relationship with food, um, that's something that you really need to think twice it's about. It's almostly like
1: excusing um, binge eating. Yeah, which I exactly. Don't agree with
2: the. You know, there are some people. I, do, I definitely know quite a few people who have success with that type of thing, where it's like a cheat meal per day. So now, on the flip side, the people I know that have had success, it's not what Justin said. It's structured, but they also don't have an un- unhealthy relationship with food. So, like, I know people, myself included. Where I've had success doing that where it kind of staves off those intense cravings, but I also don't have Issue major issues with food, you know, yeah, I can eat unhealthy, but I don't have problems And I know other people in a similar position who kind of like the okay, you know what? Monday is my kind of reward and I'm happy with it and then I go on about my day, but they're not binging It's just like, you know what Monday I'm gonna have that Sunday and you kind of look forward to it But again, you really it's so person-specific that I think you really do have to look at your yourself and what works for you and and uh and If you do have any issues with food, yeah I would definitely not recommend the the binging because it, it generally is just gonna snowball and in a way You know it personally have dealt with way too many people who kind of have that issue of they're great And then they're like yeah, I'll just have the cheat day and then that cheat day, you know It, it never lasts more than a couple weeks before it snowballs
0: Would it make sense to have a Sunday on Sunday rather than on Monday?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no
1: oh my gosh speaking of I have to go celebrate my sister's birthday yes yes uh. (laughs) take us out
2: Ryan we're gonna gonna wrap up I had a question for Justin because uh, he's he's (laughs) claims to be a Yankees fan but now he says he's not a Yankees fan anymore. So that was a quick turnover. But then I realized that we may not have even released the episode where Justin uh, said he's a Mets fan. So you might I think hear that me
1: released a long. Time
2: oh, it was though. okay. If you heard, okay, yeah. great, good. Well, um, next time I'm gonna ask you why you're not a Met. Uh, why you you can't you just can't give up the Mets. You know, as much as you try to shake them, you just can't. But uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, anyway, all of our stuff at uh, dot com. You can find our social media. Um, we got some good stuff coming up. Uh, as I said, I'm traveling, and hopefully, I'll be able to explain why I'm traveling because um, it is a really, really cool. Awesome um, opportunity that I've got um, So I will hopefully be able to share that soon um, But uh, As usual, I don't know why I say that I'm Ryan George <laughs> I'm
0: Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic Reminding you that truth does not sell And
1: I'm Tony Maranucci, a.k.a. T.T. Tony, a registered dietitian Helping you get healthy one bite at a time
2: And we are the gym Gymwits